Good afternoon. Lovely to see you. Let's begin with our first hymn, Life is Great. in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be with you. Amen. Father of glory, holy and eternal, look upon us now in power and mercy. May your strength overcome our weakness, your radiance transform our blindness, and your spirit draw us to that love, shown and offered to us by your Son our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Take a seat. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, Jesus said, and love one another as I have loved you. In moments of quiet then, we remember all those times that we failed to live and love as Jesus did. And assured of our Father's love and his willingness to forgive our sins, let's confess together.
and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Set you free from sin, strengthen you in goodness, and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's stand then for the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, in the glory, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Let your merciful years, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and that, by, and that they may obtain their petitions. May they ask for those things that shall please you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The lesson is taken from Isaiah 58, verses 9 to 14. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls Restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honourable, and if you honour it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to rise in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Be 
reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 to 29. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them, because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him, who warned them on earth, how much less will we, if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The word, once more, indicates the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Listen to the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by, the, by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not stand up straight at all. Jesus saw her, and he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And he put his hand on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignantly, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the Sabbath leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come to be healed on those days, and not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrite, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie, untie your ox or your donkey from the stall and lead them to give water. Then, should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, when Satan has kept her bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath uh, from what has bound her? When he said this, all who opposed him were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wondrous things that he was doing. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us imagine that we're on the edge of the crowd that followed Jesus so far. 
We have not heard everything or understand or understood all that we've heard, but we've got the general drift of it all. However, we find it both compelling and alarming. Imagine we follow Jesus into the synagogue on this Sabbath. What do we see? And what sense does it make to us? Everyone sees the poor woman. She was probably a well-known local character in a village where everyone's life was public. People would know who she was and how long she'd been like that. Luke said she had a spirit of weakness, which probably means simply that no one could medically explain why she'd become bent double. Today, some think that a disability had psychological causes. Some probably thought that as well, though they might have said it differently. Maybe someone had persistently abused her, verbally or physically, when she was young, until her twisted-up emotions communicated themselves to her body, and she found she couldn't get straight. Even after all the medical advances of the last few years, or the last few hundred, in fact, we are very much aware that such things happen without any other apparent cause. In the synagogue, though you can see an outspoken, an unspoken power struggle going on, there's the synagogue president in charge of the meeting. But all eyes are on Jesus, which puts both in an awkward spot in terms of protocol or the formal behavior of the synagogue. Jesus, however, doesn't wait. A word, a touch, and the woman is healed. And the synagogue president, thoroughly upstaged, lets his anger take refuge in an official rebuke rather like when a policeman tried to arrest someone because their football team had just beaten his. We, as observers, understand all this. It's bound to be difficult for the local village hierarchy when someone like Jesus comes into town and when he does extraordinary things in the synagogue. It'll inevitably cause a great fuss. But listen to Jesus' answer. Think about what you have heard on the journey so far. And we must think about what was wrong with Israel as a whole and the warnings of what lay ahead. Now we hear what Jesus has to say and we might ponder on what it might mean. Double standards, Jesus declares. You do one thing yourself and yet want to stop me doing something which is no different and even more appropriate. This is just play acting. You're quite happy to untie an animal that needs water. How much more should I untie this woman? Jesus would have known well enough what was passed as legitimate Sabbath practice and what didn't. He calls her Abraham's daughter and bound by the Satan. And what better day than the Sabbath to work this? We get the point about untying the animals and untying the woman. But what does it say about her? She's the daughter of Abraham. Second, she's been tied up for 18 years by the Satan, the one who 
has Israel as a whole in his grip, the very one against whom Jesus has won the first stage in his final victory. What Jesus is doing for this poor woman is what he's longing to do for the whole of Israel. The enemy, the accuser, has had Israel in his power for many years as a whole. And the enemy, uh, uh, Satan, and Jesus' kingdom message is the one thing that can free her, free Israel. But Israel insists on tight boundaries. This included the rigid application to the Sabbath law, preventing this from happening. Unless the kingdom message heals Israel, there's no hope. We think, still as observers, of what is happening at the synagogue. That maybe Jesus is still hoping that there is time that Israel, bent double and unable to stand straight, will be untied from her bondage in a great Sabbath celebration, an act of liberation. Or maybe we might think Jesus intends that by going to Jerusalem, this will all come to pass. Then Luke gives us little sayings, which he at least regards as explanations of what's happened. The kingdom is like a tiny seed producing a whole huge tree, which can then accommodate all the birds in the sky. One action in one synagogue on one Sabbath. What can this achieve? But when Jesus sows the seed of the kingdom, nobody knows what will result. Or the kingdom as a small helping of leaven or yeast, hidden apparently in the flour to make some bread. It seems insignificant and ineffectual. But before long, the whole mixture is leavened or risen and ready to bake. One healing of one woman, but every time you break the satanic chains or evil that has tied people up, another victory is won, which will go on to have repercussions, good, positive repercussions. And then still thinking of ourselves as followers and observers of what Jesus has just done and said, we may ponder on these thoughts as individuals. Would you or I go up to Jerusalem following this man? It might be risky. It might be unpredictable. But where else would we go? Amen. Together then, let's stand to affirm our faith with the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. 
he suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Take a seat for a moment. Just a few things to ponder. We've got an, an exciting couple of months ahead of us between now and Christmas with some incredible speakers. In September, we look forward to welcoming Ruth Morgan from Compassion. And she's going to share the story of what the church and people of faith are able to do in Uganda. Then in October, we look forward to welcoming Dr. Kanan Lloyd, head of TIA Fund in Wales, who is our guest speaker for Harvest. And then later in the month, Mark Clavier, canon theologian for the diocese and chaplain to the bishop. Then in November, we look forward at the end of the month to welcoming as our guest speaker, Dr. Barry Morgan, former Archbishop of Wales and Bishop of Llandaff. So lots of exciting things to look forward to, lots of opportunities to be inviting others to come along and to be part of the life of the church. On the 6th of September, we look forward to beginning Discipleship Explored. And if you're coming with us on that journey through Paul's letter to the Philippians, it's eight weeks, so it doesn't last forever. And if you're not able to come to all the sessions, you can pop in and out. There'll be a chance for fellowship to enjoy one, another, one another's company. And we've invited people from other churches in the area to come along too. So a chance to meet with one another and enjoy fellowship. And a chance then to learn with one another too. And the handbooks for that course are available from today. So if you'd like to come along and if you'd like a copy of the book, please have a word with Dorothy after the service. I'm sure she'd love to let you have one. All of the other notices that you might need are in the bulletin. So let's pray. Gwethion. Lord, we lift up our, our world in, your, in prayer today. There is so much pain and suffering. Give us your wisdom and teach us how to pray for families struggling with hunger or lack of food. Give them the strength and courage because we know, Father, that you can bring hope to the hopeless and unity where there is conflict. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray that you will give wisdom to our government that they make decisions that are good for the people of our country and when a new Prime Minister is chosen in the not too distant future, that person, that person will choose the right path when making decisions on behalf of our nation. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. hear our prayer. 
In our prayers today, we remember the Episcopal Church, Anglican province of Alexandria, and come tower together And in our own diocese, we remember Andrew and our Archbishop, the clergy who work in the parish. Let us pray for peace of God in the church and in our world today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our church and our congregation, and especially for the members whose names are on the altar, and any whose anniversaries of those of the loss of loved ones is at this time. Help us, Lord, to make, make a difference as we gather together to worship you. Bless us all, fill us with your love and keep us ever close to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for ourselves and especially our lives as Christians. Lord, lead us in the directions you need to send us. Give us strength when we are weak love when we feel forsaken, courage when we are afraid, comfort when we are alone, hope when we feel rejected, and your peace when we are in turmoil. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share a sign of peace together.
be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. True and living God, the source of life for all creation, you made us in your own image always and everywhere we give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, in your love for us and in the fullness of time, you sent your Son to be our Saviour, the Word made flesh. He has lived among us and we've seen his glory. For our sins and the sins of the whole world, he suffered death on the cross. You raised him to life in triumph and exalted him in glory. Through him, you sent your Holy Spirit upon your church and you made us your people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we praise your glorious name. Holy, holy, holy Lord. Let us pray. Bendigedig o'i ti, ddiw holl y lliog, a men arglwyddiesu yn nos y brydychwyd i'r Gymryd Bara, ac wedi roi diolch i ti, petorodd a'i roi o ddisgyblion a dweud, cymerwch bwytewch, hwn yw fy nghorch ar oedd i'r drosoch, gwnewch hyn, er cwf amdanaf. Blest are you, Almighty God, because on the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given you thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. For in more that all super vegamera the cupan, a quedi roidiochiti, ferodo the dinta dweid. Avochon bawb, a cupan hon yr cyfamod newydd yn fy ngwaed i, a dywelltu'r drosoch a throslawer ar meddaian pechodau. Gwnewch hyn, bob tro'r efochef, er cof amdanaf. In the same way after supper, he took the cup, and when he'd given you thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come in glory. Therefore, loving God, recalling now the sacrifice of Christ your Son once and for all upon the cross, and the triumph of his resurrection, we ask you to accept this our sacrifice of praise, Send your Holy Spirit on us and on these your gifts, that we may be fed with the body and blood of your Son, and filled with your life and goodness. Unite us in Christ, give us your peace, that we may do your work and be his body in the world. Through him, with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. And so, as our Saviour Jesus Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen we break this bread to share in the body of christ Dewchynnest, erbyniwch gorff a gwaed ein hargrydiaeth i grist ar roedd y drosroch. Gorthwch arno'n eich caloned drwy ffydd gan roedd i diolch. Drwn ie, receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given for you. Feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving.
The Lord be with you. God of truth, we have seen with our eyes and touched with our hands the bread of life. Strengthen our faith that we may grow in love for you and for each other. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.